This is AgriPulse Daybreak for Thursday, March 28th. Good morning. I'm Jeff Daly. Here's today's satellites. Farmers enlisted in USMCA push. China plan fuels concerns. Democrats to hear ag labor issues and officials getting a look at flooding. No USMCA, no Japan pact, farmers are told. It's going to be a lot more difficult to get a free trade agreement with Japan if Congress can't approve the new North American trade agreement. That was the message from USDA Deputy Secretary Steve Sensky to a gathering of Iowa and Michigan Farm Bureau members yesterday in Washington. Sensky pressed the farmers to lean on their lawmakers to vote for the USMCA implementation legislation. U.S. Trade Representative Robert Lighthizer, who has expressed similar sentiments about the importance of Congress being able to finish the job of USMCA, is expected to start official talks with the Japanese in a few weeks, but not before two more rounds of talks with the Chinese. Now, keep in mind, while USMCA is now a legislative priority for the Trump administration, U.S. steel and aluminum tariffs on Mexico and Canada remain a complicating factor. Neither Mexico nor Canada are expected to ratify the trade pact while those tariffs are still in place. Lighthizer has said he is negotiating with both countries on resolving the tariff issue, possibly by installing quotas to guard against import surges. By the way, Senate Finance Chairman Chuck Grassley of Iowa says he and other senators recently urged President Trump in person to lift the tariffs. And Trump's response? No. Confusion, frustration over Trump's China plan. Lighthizer, Treasury Secretary Steve Mnuchin, and a slimmed-down group of U.S. negotiators wrapping up their first day of talks in Beijing today. And it's likely one of the major topics was President Trump's recent statement that he wants to leave in place U.S. tariffs on Chinese products for a substantial period of time, even if a deal is reached with China. Trump administration officials are quietly expressing concern that if the U.S. tariffs remain in place, then China will keep its retaliatory tariffs. Grassley says it makes no sense to keep the tariffs on if there's a deal. Grassley said if China reaches an agreement, I think they would expect them to come off. Keep in mind, expectations are not high for major results this week. USDA's foreign agriculture team didn't even go. Ted McKinney, USDA's Undersecretary for Trade, is leading a trade delegation to Canada instead. Monsanto back in court a day after an $80 million verdict. A third trial blaming Roundup herbicide for causing cancer starts today in Oakland, California, just one day after a jury in nearby San Francisco awarded a 70-year-old man $80 million. The award includes $75 million in punitive damages against Monsanto, now owned by Bayer. In the next trial, a husband and wife in their 70s both claim they got cancer from using Roundup in their garden. Last August, a Bay Area jury awarded a former school groundskeeper $289 million, an amount later reduced to $78 million. Progress on labor? House hearing is set. A key congressional hearing on agriculture labor issues is set for next week as Democrats prepare to move a bill they say will attempt to address the worker shortage facing farmers. 
the chairwoman of the House Judiciary Committee's Immigration Subcommittee, California Democrat Zoe Lofgren, has indicated she wants to move a standalone ag labor bill in the coming months after the committee acts on legislation protecting dreamers and immigrants under temporary protected status. Representative Jimmy Panetta, California Democrat who is working with Lofgren on the ag labor bill, tells AgriPulse his goal is to ensure all sides are represented in the negotiations. He said, I believe that's how you come up with stronger legislation, and you can demonstrate to the Senate that you have bipartisan legislation. Take note. Panetta says any guest worker program to expand on H-2A will have to ensure worker housing needs are addressed. He said, I realize it's expensive, I realize it's burdensome, but it takes into account some of the needs we have on the central coast of California, Arizona, and other western states. Farmers are currently required to provide housing to H-2A workers at no cost. That requirement would have been abolished at a House GOP bill developed in the last Congress. Trump officials checking flooding. Two senior Trump administration officials will be checking flooding damage on the Missouri River today and tomorrow. Artie James, the civilian head of the Army Corps of Engineers, and Bill Northey, USDA's Undersecretary for Farm Production and Conservation. The visits come as the Senate continues negotiations on a disaster aid bill. Still unsettled as of yesterday was whether the bill would cover losses to flooded corn and soybeans that were being stored on farms. Northey told AgriPulse he wants to get a better handle on whether USDA programs will meet the needs. James told a House Appropriations Subcommittee that yesterday the flooding further underscores the importance of investment in critical infrastructure projects. By the way, weather forecasters predict more flooding this spring, but Major General Rick Kaiser, the president of the Mississippi River Commission, told the House panel he's confident the Mississippi system, as designed, will be able to handle more water. Analysis Broadband Availability in the U.S. The Federal Communications Commission is significantly overestimating broadband availability across America if its latest coverage estimates are compared to actual usage data. According to FCC's 2018 Broadband Deployment Report, 92% of Americans had access to high-speed broadband. But Pew Research Center and Microsoft broadband usage data tell a different story suggesting the number is closer to 50 or 65 percent of the U.S. population, that according to an analysis by the American Farm Bureau Federation. In Mississippi, there is a difference of 56 percentage points between the FCC estimate and what the usage data shows. The bottom line, conflicting and skewed information sends the wrong signal to Congress and doesn't give them accurate information they need for developing rural broadband policy. Agriculture Secretary Sonny Perdue recently told the Senate Agriculture Committee the FCC broadband maps are, quote, fake news. Wine grapes and almonds exempt from produce safety regs. The FDA is using its enforcement discretion to exempt growers of pulse crops, wine grapes, hops, and almonds from the requirements of the produce safety rule. The agency says those crops pose little risk to consumers because of the way that they're processed and consumed. Inspections are starting this spring for large farms that are subject to the new regulations. Here's today's He Said It. 
We're spending so much money in this country on operations and maintenance, it's ridiculous. That is due to the fact that our infrastructure is aged. The locks and dams on the Mississippi were built in the 30s, and they're held together with bailing wire and duct tape, basically. That R.D. James, Assistant Secretary of the Army for Civil Works, during a House Appropriations hearing yesterday. Well, that is Daybreak for this Thursday, March 28th. AgriPulse Daybreak is brought to you by the United Soybean Board. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak, I'm Jeff Daly.